Hello, everybody. Thanks for joining. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, my name is Jeremy Franchese. Today, here's what we're talking about. Um, Kathleen Hogan, the, the external vice president of Microsoft's Human Resources Department, put out a really nice article, and I wanted to unpack it. She put it out December, mid-December, and I thought there were some really key takeaways when it comes to how do you really manage, maximize, attract, and retain great high-caliber employees in, in, a, in, a, in a workforce where loyalty is shrinking, um, being one foot in one role, one foot looking for something better is more common. And in an organization as complex as Microsoft, how do you do this with 130,000 employees? So today, here's what we're talking about. Her article on LinkedIn was called the five P's of employee fulfillment, right? And I want to unpack this. I thought what she put brought to the table was really interesting. I'll, I'll probably end up doing a video about this, but these are the five P's, okay? So for those that are listening, these are the five P's she uses, and it's modeled directly off of Maslow's hierarchy, right? Uh, if you're not familiar, Maslow's hierarchy is um, more or less a breakdown of, of how Dr. Maslow um kind of audited the, the quest to understand human potential based on their needs, right? And it, and it, and it starts at, um, you know, uh, psychological uh, safety um, and, and grows through fulfillment and different factors like that. Um, but it ultimately starts off with the context of there are core necessities that if, if, a, if a person from a survival standpoint can't address then the other items never come into play as a viable contribution. And as an employer, your people have core fundamental necessities that require care and attention. And from those building blocks, you can build incredible culture, retention, engagement, productivity, and a fulfillment uh, loop, so to speak, where the company gets what they need while not compromising, uh, if not actually being able to empower the employees producing it. So here are the, here are the five P's, okay? It goes from pay, compensation, right, uh, to perks, people, pride, and purpose, okay? So it's pay, perks, people, pride, and purpose. So I, I want to go one by one and talk about what she means here and give my two cents and, and expand on it, right? So, so for example, pay, it's kind of obvious, right? It's, it's common sense. Like obviously we have to pay our people, but one thing that that's interesting is payment, uh, it doesn't have to just be financial, right? There are other ways to drive payment, drive a currency, drive contribution, right? Um, in the article, Kathleen talks about when it comes to work, human behavior is a multi is multi motivated, but pay is a foundational need, right? Payment in a work environment for ninety nine point nine nine percent of people is like food, water, and shelter in everyday life. Like you just, it, it's, 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 it's a fundamental priority without it. The whole thing kind of falls through, right? So you got to pay your people. Um, but she expands on it. She says employees want a fair market driven wage that recognizes their contribution. So what that means is just by throwing them a couple dollars in a bi-weekly paycheck, you're not going to get there, right? They need to feel through their pay, whether it's the, the method, the uh, amount, 
right? Maybe the frequency. If somebody works a job, they get paid once a month and you're able to give them a, 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 a every two weeks paycheck, a bi-weekly paycheck, the ability to ease their financial strain by giving them a more consistent cash flow, um, that's a method, right? But but it, it, you also need it to, to show them that they're contributing. So for example, to keep it simple, if you are a plumber, right? If you're making uh, X at this company, and you go and, and your friend's a plumber working at a different company and is making significant more than you and it makes the, the it calls to question, uh, we're doing the same thing. Why are you getting paid so much more, right? So they need something to be fair, something that's market driven. That's a huge reason why the pay the equity pay gap right now in, in genders and, and male and female professionals is so topical because, you know, it, let's be real. If, if it's competent, if the job's getting done, if it is bringing value, at the end of the day, does it matter whether it's a man or a woman? No. It just needs to get done. It needs to be something that produces based on expectations, surpasses expectation, and matches market value, right? Some companies build leverage with employees by taking that P, that pay, overpaying market value, saying that you're worth more to the company, and that's some leverage, right? That's a way to add value. However, that's not the only way to get the point across, right? Pay, that's one P, right? Uh, MSI International did a, it did a study where they pulled 5,000 full and part-time people. Some of the requisites, you know, had to be at least 21 years of age. All the companies need to have at least five people. And what they pulled, what they studied was how millennials, Generation X, and baby boomers placed value on different components at work, right? So it ranged from compensation, benefits, flexibility, growth, all the way through like recognition, acquisition process, like how they were onboarded and found through the interviews, and all the way down to social responsibility. The interesting findings, which is where I'll tie this back to Kathleen's really nice piece, is that each demographic values different things, right? So where, where uh, a baby boomer, right, compensation and benefits uh, out of 100%, right, totaled for them 59%. Which, let's be honest, uh, I'm not saying I was an A student, but if you can get 60% of the way there with two things, um, the ability to give a little flexibility, add some ability for promotional you know, uh, development and, and growth and show some recognition, with a baby boomer, you got a home run right there, right? On the other side, if you give the same pay, the same benefits that that hit the threshold of like, of its fair market and it's valuable, like it hits their standards. With a millennial, the the compensation and benefits only amounts to forty four percent, right? That's a 15% delta between a baby boomer and a millennial. And that's why when you touch on this article, the ability to offer other things. So, you know, the first P, pay. We got to pay people. You got to make sure they're financially cared for. We, we live in an economic world. Your rent can't be paid with chickens, right? There has to be a level of self-awareness. Just like Maslow's hierarchy, there's a foundational need that that is the top priority when the other items are shelved. You got to take care of the basics. So so the second P, perks, right? We live in an environment where especially if you're a, a millennial, right? Maybe Gen X, like we are adult children in, in a world where 
there's a disproportionate amount of our society as our parents that are getting older. So the ability to offer perks where you can expand your parental or caregiving leave policies, make work a place that understands that, listen, technology has enabled the ability to always be on the clock, depending on your industry, right? And I don't want to um, be too tunnel visioned in the audience here, but depending on your industry, as long as you have access to your phone or your internet, you're always kind of on the clock and there's some upside, but there's also some downside to that, right? The ability for an office and a company, a manager to have empathy and deploy that empathy through a policy, through a benefit, through a perk has tremendous upside. So what Kathleen Hogan and, and her team at Microsoft did to help give and deploy that empathy and give value to the 130,000 employees was adjusting things like the caregiving policy. If you have needs as a parent to take care of your kids, there's some understanding there, right? You're not uh, punished for things like that. It's encouraged to take care of your family. What she says in this is building off solid protection benefits, addressing health, life, and retirement in Extending into family benefits and beyond, we strive to offer benefits that empower both our employees and their families to live life well. What it comes down to is, uh, Jeff Bezos alluded to this uh, when talking about the the non-existence of, uh, I think that's even a word, right? Uh, the, the lack of work-life balance, right? And he talks about the more productive I am at work, the more engaged, the more things are going well, the better husband, father, and, and family man I am. I know that's a little bit ironic because they just released their divorce, but his principle was, likewise, the more I'm engaged with my kids, the more I'm engaged at home, the more I am a father, the more I'm a part of my house, the more I'm engaged at work. So it's cyclical, right? They coexist together. And one of these perks and why they deploy that in such a large organization, but can also, right, be added to a small organization is, look, you can pay them through the roof, but you also need to recognize they have kids maybe. Maybe they just moved. Maybe they just got engaged. Maybe they're single, but they have a a mother with dementia, right? There's real things going on outside of the things on their task list. Your Slack channel isn't the top priority when they go home to a daughter with asthma that can't find the inhaler, right? You have to start to figure out how do you deploy empathy through policy and perks so that they go home knowing that they're valued, whether they're on the clock or they're off the clock. Okay. Now the third one is people, the third P, right? So let's recap. Payment is number one. Perks is number two. People is number three. What, what does people mean? Right? Culture, right? People, you have to work with people you care about, can learn from, that there's some vested interest, and that you feel like it's a family. Now that sounds easier said than done. And you know what? That's because it is. There's a war for talent. There's a million and a half more job openings than there are people to take them. That means that loyalty is at an all-time low. People are job hopping left and right trying to get a better deal to address the the ability to get a little bit of a pay bump, a little bit of a better healthcare policy, more growth potential, more social responsibility where their job has purpose, right? There's so many different pieces, but you know what is a non-negotiable You got to work in an environment, and Kathleen says this really well, with a culture that encourages you to grow and be your authentic self, provides a joy and inspiration every day. She continues with deep connections with one another combined, okay, with a sense of inclusion and belonging is a force multiplier for the first two. I think she says that really well. In essence, 
If you can foster deep relationships with the people you work with, whether they're above you laterally or you're their subordinates, right? And they report to you. The better the culture is and the dynamics of the people you coexist with all those work hours, it simply reinforces how much you're being paid and the perks and the different programs in place because you can't always overpay somebody to work with people they hate, but you can empower people to have deep connections with people that feel like family and not have to pay them a two to three times multiple of their market value, right? The people and the deep relationships, as she says, are a force multiplier for the first two Ps. Let's go to the third, the fourth one, right? Pride. She touches here. Um, they, she alludes to like their communities through the, the autism hiring program, AI for good and things like that. Uh, she continues on, but it's equally as important that our employees feel the same with respect to uh, uh, being proud of what they stand for, right? Being, she said, being proud of the organization for which you work and being proud of the work you do are primary drivers of motivation and satisfaction. I think that's common sense, right? I think that's obvious. I don't think being practical in that statement devalues it though. I think Kathleen has a really nice but straightforward approach. You have to be motivated and satisfied with what you do because you feel proud, right? Pride is an incredible benefit, right? It's an incredible benefit if you can help somebody be empowered where they're not only invested in what they're doing because they care about their selfish needs to get promotions, be paid, get benefits, and grow, but if you can help them and be empowered so they're proud of what they're building, whether it's software or they're consulting for the government or they're going into people's homes in the dead of winter because their pipes burst and they're, they're a technician for a local small HVAC company and you can say, hey, listen, you're working 12 hours a day. You're running around in that van. You're, it's cold as hell out. But you know what you do? You make people's one island of security, their home, that world where when they go through that door, all else is turned off and that's their happy place. You make that happen because without heat, they just feel the cold. Without that air conditioning, they just feel 100 degrees summer heat, right? You are empowering people to live in the best environment possible, and without you solving problems that they don't know how to solve, that can never come to life. If you can help people feel proud about what they do, it's not about selling a false vision. It's about making them understand the true value of which they bring to the company and the company's customers. Help them feel proud that what their organization stands for can be a driver for them. Helps them feel belong, right? The belonging aspect. And the last thing is purpose. She goes on to say, when your culture is paired with a purpose-driven mission, employees use your company platform to realize their own aspirations and passions and find deep meaning in what they do and solutions for some of the world's biggest challenges. Now, let's step back. Obviously, within Microsoft's innovative environment of software and technologies and what they do, it's it's a, it's it's it has some components that are unique to that type of a business, right? But I think the principle stands true to anything, whether it's blue collar, white collar, gray collar, uh, whether you're a CEO or you're an entry level employee, they're going to spend a disproportionate amount of their time clocked in, or at least like in this environment, partially plugged in after hours, they're involved in their work. And if you can help through the company provide the benefit of purpose, Right? It's here and here here's what I want people to understand. 
the benefit of purpose, if you can actually instill that, is probably more valuable than the ability to promote them, than the ability to give them a 5% pay raise, than the ability to give them an 80% contribution on their healthcare versus last year's 65. The ability to offer purpose as a benefit is not on your budget, but the ability to deploy that as a benefit saying you're going to feel purpose, it's going to help you empower yourself to want more, be more, aspire to achieve more, actually tap into your inner passions. If you can do that, the culture gets tied tighter like family. People feel more invested in the core mission of the company. They're not looking only for their self-interest. Their ability to get a pay raise becomes less significant because they recognize that you can't pay your way to significance, right? The productivity of the company goes up. The engagement follows suit and the company begins to form like a well-oiled machine because purpose fundamentally matters. And to tie this together, Kathleen does a really nice job, right? She, she again, Kathleen Hogan, the, the external vice president of Microsoft's HR department, she has 130 living and breathing people to take care of on an emotional level. And the reason I say that is as human resources go, it does not matter whether you are blue collar, gray collar, white collar, plumbing, IT, government consulting, I do not care what you do. They're people. And you have to find a way to build a multi-motivational uh, uh, benefits offering. And what she builds on is, as the article's titled, the five P's of employment, employee fulfillment. I think this stands really true. The article was drafted in a manner that projected out her goals for the next year with Microsoft. But I think disregarding all of those little itty-bitty nuances, the standards should be common sense. Pay people what they're deserved and what, they, what they're owed in the marketplace and based on the value they bring. Provide perks that show you have empathy, not only in, in, in your words, but in your policies based on the other variables in life that matter, their children, their parents, their other mentors and the people they mentor outside of work. The ability to have empathy towards somebody that is involved in a big brother program and has uh, a volunteer effort that matters to them. The ability to say, you know what, you may spend eight hours on, on a day, uh, a year, uh, you know, and, and, and not dock them for their pay because being a, a contributing member of society has value and that's the type of person that you want in your company. That goes a long way, offering those perks. Your father or mother having dementia matters. If you can deploy empathy through an actual benefit saying, don't worry about that. You have time to take that. Now, we understand you have to get work done. You understand you have responsibilities. And if you deploy the right responsibility, uh, uh, the, 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 the right thread in the DNA of the culture, they know they have a job to get done. They also know that you care enough to know that they have another thing going on that's knocking on their door. If you build a culture of people to supplement the pay and the perks that they feel connected with, Everything's multiplied. And then it's a matter of, is your company something that they can get proud of? Is the mission something they can get proud of? And is what they're doing every day to round everything out and make everything else come whole something they find purpose in? Does it have deeper meaning? Does it help them learn more about themselves? Does it make them feel challenged? I don't care if you're a call center rep or you're an executive. If you can find ways to help people feel purpose-driven, right? The whole thing follows suit. 
She goes on to finish up the article that says, these five P's can apply to any organization. And we, in reference to Microsoft, are working hard to deliver on all five layers. And then she goes on to say this, and I implore every one of you, whether you are individual and you are thinking solely for yourself, not, not it's not selfish, it's honest if you're thinking for yourself. On the flip side, if you manage people, I want you to listen to what I'm about to say and see if you can fill in the blanks for yourself and or for your employees. Kathleen goes on to say, for me personally, as I reflect on why I am still here, quote unquote, Microsoft, after 15 years, I certainly appreciate the pay as a single mom providing for my son. I'm grateful for our incredible benefits that I leverage every year, and I've experienced the full extent of those benefits while fighting cancer. I love the people and culture where I can be myself. I am proud to say I work for a company that stands for what we believe in, and I find deep purpose in empowering the people at Microsoft who do amazing things to empower others. I want you to think of that whole statement like a Mad Lib. Can you fill in the blanks? She had unique challenges with cancer and and being a single mother. Of course, those are items that are unique to her, but I promise they're not unique to her outside of the fact that you probably employ people or work with people that are facing similar challenges or challenges on some level that challenge their emotional fortitude, their attention to focus on work because they have internal or external challenges at home, right? I appreciate the pay. It helped me provide for my son and myself. I'm grateful for the benefits Peace of mind, right? The people, the culture, and I'm proud of the company I work for. Those are things that any company can look at and say, do we execute on that? Can we execute and offer our employees that? Look at that as as a barrier of entry to be a top competitor. Because if you can offer right pay, perks, people, and power pride, and deliver on a purpose-driven environment, I think you're going to have an incredible ability to deliver more than a job to an employee who's looking for something to contribute to the biggest picture as they develop what they believe is their best life. Thank you so much for joining. Again, my name is Jeremy Franchese. Look forward to the next one.